Warning, this show contains mature content and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. You are listening to Raid Chat, your podcast for news. Like cheap Chinese knockoff Savage Bloods or something. I know girls in this guild that don't train mug as much as you. Class tips. Yay, because that mastery is tasty. All us brown classes the same? Ban you? Yeah. yeah. Boss strategies. But it's quite delightful. It's, it's not too bad. It's, it should be very simple. Explosion oh no, balls. not shooting balls. Friggin' reflecting prism spreads like AIDS. And everything else you care about in World of Warcraft. I was like, does that make you a scruffy turd herder? Pulling around. Up. What? He's not summoning anybody but me. Can we get a Jeeves and then go pee? Five, four, three, two, one. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Raid Chat. My name's Brent, I'm your host. And with me today, we have two lovely ladies of uh, Liverpool. Yeah, that's a thing. First, we have the man... Who Nomi loves the most, Marcus. How you doing, brother? Well, hello there, sexy one. Oh, dear God. I'm never going to do that again. I'm sorry. I, I certainly fucking hope so. Never again. And then right next to him, to his virtual left and right, because it's the interwebs, we have uh, Static McStatterkerstein. Tim, what's happening? I don't even know what just happened there, but hi. I bit my tongue is what happened. I was trying to say staticky McStaticerstein, but now my tongue hurts. It might be bleeding. We're going to move on. Uh, it's been a great, great week, guys. Uh, that's all I have to say before we get into the news, like we always do. How about we go around the table, say what everybody's been up to this week, and wow. First up, Tim, uh, what have you been up to the past week? Who have you been trying to get done? Uh, just been doing a lot of world quests uh, to find good loot to get ready for raids next week. And uh, also um, doing a lot of guild mythic runs to uh, get everybody geared up. Uh, as well as uh, just, I've been doing uh, a fair amount of heroic just by myself to get the, uh, as they call it, the bribery bag. Because you get a crap ton of stuff if you are a tank like me. And... Uh, do it solo queue mm-hmm. but uh yeah just trying to gear up get ready for raids there you go what item over yet uh i want to say i'm at like god what are we at now eight eight thirty i think i'm at like eight thirty eight thirty that's it seems a little low actually it might be more like eight forty that's probably it's more like eight forty because i'm at i'm at eight thirty nine um how are you how are you feeling about where mythics are at so far as far as difficulty and that kind of thing mythics aren't too bad actually they're not bad at all they're mythics i know people have been saying this mythics for legion are much closer to heroics in past uh expansions uh where you know if you you Right off the bat, with like your leveling gear and and su- you know such that if if you don't obey mechanics, you're gonna get one shotted, and that's how it is right now. And I see that kind of getting overpowered very quickly once we start getting raid gear. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've been they've been fun. They're fun. Uh, all the all the I mean all the all the five mans are pretty awesome as they are. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just been it's you know it's been fun doing them. Okay, awesome. Marcus, what have you been up to this week? Lots of mythics and uh, lots of world quests. You know, got to get that item level up there. Um, I I received a legendary on Tuesday. I got Aegis Yalmer, Arm Guards of All. Nice. It is not, thank you, thank you. It is not best in slot, but it's something, and it's fucking awesome that I got a legendary. Yeah, man, that 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 orange. It's been such a lack of orange around the guild. I'm just starting to. I'm starting where people will start catching scurvy. To be honest with you. Well, we had yeah, two they, they have not been coming. What's that, Marcus? So, you know, that day that I got it, another uh, rep paladin in the guild received the legendary cloak um, that is best in slot. Oh, well, what, Same a, day. what a royal cunt. I mean, how and dare pretty, how dare somebody other than you get loot and you? I'm I mean, saying it's you said it's a god it's a so goddamn travesty. Is what it is. 
Take just... from uh, one thing from what Timmy was saying about the uh, the mythics. We got to remember the keystones are coming out next week, so those mythics will get harder and harder. Yep, with better and better loot. But if I never step foot back into mythic black hold, I think uh, that's probably for the better. Yeah, you can't bubble up the stairs. Man, that was that took us like an hour and a half, dude, and we were in there forever. I I would say you guys need to do mythic. Halls of Valor, because Mythic Halls of Valor can go to fucking hell. Like that place. But it's yeah, not. No. It's it's in it's in Valhalla. I mean it is Valhalla and you're right, shiny and chrome, but you also get your dick punched in quite <laughs> badly. Oh, uh, really? Is it like that? Cause like the felt it's, are, it's so... not good. So, you know, one of our guys, Morg, like he's been running a couple of them and when we ran it, we ran it last Saturday morning or something like that. No, mm-hmm. last Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. When I ran it with him and a couple other guys, and he basically said, "Is like that is the worst." He had not run it before. He said, "That is the worst mythic I have run so far. Like this place can go to fucking hell." Well, we were in Blackrock Hold um, just before the show, and the second boss, the Demon Hunter boss, uh, we were really struggling, and we found out for uh, for the Dark Rush. You can break that mechanic. Now, I don't advise people to do that out there, but, I mean, our tank just took her and forced her into a corner, and every time she did Dark Rush, she just dropped the single puddle of Dark Rush in the corner and then didn't go anywhere. Because before, we were trying to do the whole thing, but then, like, the healer and the other ranger getting, like, one shot somehow. Personally, I don't know how that was happening, but it was happening. So we were like, well, let's try Let's change it up. Let's do a little different. And the the tank puts her in the corner, and then she just, the entire fight, didn't do Dark Rush except for to herself in that corner. So, I mean, hey. Yeah, we did uh, we did Neltharian's Lair while you guys were doing that. And that was, that was a, I mean, honestly, that was a joke. Like, I thought that was going to be bad because there's a lot of trash in that dungeon. And nothing was any worse than heroic in really? mythic at all wow. yeah i mean it hit harder it certainly hit harder i can tell but just mechanic wise just it wasn't any worse it we just we one shot at everything damn son that's awesome uh well myself uh, i've also been doing the the mythic slash dungeon grind i'm up to oh what item are we up to marcus Oh yeah, um, I am eight forty-six. Wow! Holy God shit! Whoo! My dick's hard over here, man. I best not. I best not out DPS you in any fight whatsoever. I mean, granted, I'm not optimized because, of course, you know they won't, don't give me haste. But you know, you're not gonna beat me, so keep doing it. Oh, I mean, yeah. All right. Well, no, that's 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 thoroughly impressive. But um, at eight thirty nine, I could be eight forty, but like the trinket that makes me eight forty is kind of shitty and very situational. So I probably will stay at eight thirty nine until I find something better. Um, just been doing the thing. Uh, I can tell you, I'm dangerously low on order hall resources. Uh, simply, and I blame the Legion Companion app for that. Because I wouldn't be checking and doing stuff like in the middle of the day to use more resources, but since I can constantly send these guys out, like I'm burning through more of them, and I feel like that's part of the problem. Uh, I try and do as many world quests with garrison resources, or sorry, I said the I said the trigger word with order hall resources as I can, but uh, there's only so much time in a day. So, uh, but yeah, it's kind of where I'm at. I mean, it's, I've run it's into been that fun. too. I'm very short on those resources. I need to work on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there were tons... They, they get low. I, I gotta do more World Quest and just plow through them. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're... I mean, they're, it's not too bad for quests, but when I look at how much I'm gonna need for, like, the next... Like, uh... The next stage of, like, my garrison... Not garrison. I keep saying garrison. We keep saying garrison. Uh, Order Hall quest, you know, like, the, uh... The research? The, uh, yeah, the research. Like, I'm like, oh, Fuck, I'm in trouble. Like, I do not have that much. Holy shit, how am I going to get that much? Holy shit. Yeah. That, yeah, because I haven't even done, what is it, the the next, my next tier of research yet, because I don't have 10,000 order hall resources. Like, they just keep going away faster than I can get them. Yeah. I, I need to not I, I, send missions and save resources, but I, I can't know. not it's, send and missions. And it's so hard. It's so hard to, like, like, no, don't send, don't send anybody. Don't send anybody. 
but yeah, I think I have like I probably have like four or five thousand right now, and that is not gonna cut the mustard. Oh man! All right, well that's what we've been up to. Up next, hey guys, we have we have drops, so let's do it. Great news, everyone! The slime is flowing again. News is brought to you by. Do you like games like Final Fantasy, Breath of Fire, or Soikoden? Check out the RPG Show, where myself and Nick discuss classic RPGs. Go to therpgshow.com or check them out on iTunes. So, we have a few news stories this week, don't we, guys? Um, first piece I have here is the community is continuing, like, continually starting to uncover and really delve into these secret appearances. I think the most... Uh, the one that's been revealed the most is the Corrupted Ashbringer, because, you know, there's so many goddamn Rep Paladins in the world these days. It feels like hunters, really, because they're just everywhere. They're like syphilis. Um, but they've been working on that, and that's I still think that's really cool. The throwback to previous shows, how um, the fact that there are secrets still in this game to be discovered is pretty awesome. Um have you guys been following these um, these hidden appearances being uncovered? Anybody? I have heard about um, a couple of them, but this is just uh, through hearsay. I haven't actually read anything about it. Okay, okay. You should definitely go work on that Corrupted Ashburner. I don't remember how it starts. I was looking at the... It's, I read something about it earlier, and it is absolutely preposterous. Is it? If really? They are, if they are correct. Somebody discovered it, actually, because beta is actually still up. The uh, 7.0 beta is still up. I didn't notice that. They, they, somebody said they have found it, and it actually involves a shit ton of fishing, which was a rumor way back in vanilla. How you got the uncorrupted version of Ashbringer? Oh, that's clever. If they did that, that's that's a cool throwback. Yeah, Blizzard, they're they're dicks. They're not only dicks, but they're cool. But, like, yeah. So, what I read, this could be true or this could be bullshit, is you need to kill enough people in your respective Alteric Valley to get the Nat Pagel uh, fishing book and then go farm Dire Mall until you get the other half of the Nat Pagel fishing book and bring it to an NPC to complete it. And then you need to, like, fish in the river because, uh, you know, where if anybody is from Vanilla, you know where um, Tyrion used to be, like the, the original Tyrion quests right mm-hmm. along the river between Eastern and Western Plaguelands. And you need to go fish in that area. And it re- requires somewhere like hundreds and hundreds of casts to fish up this item. That's and crazy if that's the truth. It's not confirmed. This is not confirmed. This is just all hearsay from somebody who said something off of beta. But to me, it seems like something Blizzard would absolutely do. Yes, no, that if they they really want these hidden appearances to be hidden, that's a wicked cool uh, throwback to the old like uh, pre data mining rumors on how to get that weapon. That's that's totally sweet. Well, for the guy that's gonna potentially go do that, fuck that. I'm gonna do it anyways, but fuck that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll check in on you in a few months, and you're like, I'm just over here in Alteric Valley, I'm fishing. It's time for raid. Oh, okay, I'm just, just fishing, man. Just like, I'm just, I'm like, like I need to learn this guys, I'm fishing in the river between eastern and western plague lands. Or I'll do that rare login at, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning before I go go to work, and I'll be like, what is the band you doing on? And it's, it's just right there in Alteric Valley. I'm like, oh, See, God. The, the they still haven't figured out the warrior. So okay, obviously I'm a prot warrior, and mm-hmm. the original prot warrior one was in beta was very simple. It's too simple. It's not the way it's going to be. Is in uh, there's a uh, yeah, what's that area? Neltharian's, um, not lair, like the dungeon, but like his. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's that, that area where you like discover the one dude is actually a black dragon. You know what I mean? Spoiler alert. Sorry. But one of the piles of gold, there was just supposed to be a rare spawn where you loot it and you get, instead of, like, the, the scale of uh, Neltharian, you get a corrupted, like, Dreadwing scale. So it looks like a bleeding, you know, corrupted Deathwing scale for your shield. And that was supposed to be the Prot Warrior 
uh, like thing. But everybody, it like that's not been discovered in live at all, and that people think that's way too easy. So we still haven't discovered what the hell exactly we're supposed to do for that. So your sword and shield is supposed to be before Meltharian went crazy from the old gods, and then this skin is like the Deathwing that we fought in Cataclysm. Yes. Yeah. So the, wow, the that's amazing. The shield, actually, when you start reading, when you start doing your research, you can actually read up on the shield, and it's all about some Vicarul like king decided to go investigate Neltharian's lair, and he like, you know, Neltharian came back while they're investigating it, and he, you know, Neltharian was like all pissed off. He was already semi Deathwing at that point, I guess, but this this Vicarul king grabbed the shield and, you know, blocked, like, his breath from getting killed, and he forged it into a shield, and that's the shield Prot Warriors use. So right now it just looks like a black dragon scale, but you can get it to the point where it looks like uh, kind of a corrupted, bleeding magma Deathwing scale. That's cool. So, I mean, there's I haven't even seen an inkling of anything on the Fury Warrior one, so... It'll probably be a while before we see that. Um, yeah, I, know... I don't know what that is. The 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 arms, the so the arms one apparently is very simple. It's simple, but nobody knows how you do it. Is you find, uh, oh god, what's his name? I can't think of his name. The the orc racial leader. Oh. Oh, Nazgrim. No, Nazgrim's dead. Not, not, Nazgrim. not Nazgrim. Oh shit! What is his name? Etrig. No. Etrig. No, not Etrig. Sourfang? Sourfang! God, how did I forget Sourfang? I suck. Yeah, you find Sourfang somewhere on the Broken Isles, and you duel him, and that's how you get the arms, uh, hmm. the, uh, the, the artifact weapon. And it looks like a badass version of the Arcanite Reaper. So, my my question, though, is, because the, the arms weapon is uh, Stromkar or whatever. It's that uh, the the... Weapon that the human king is fighting trolls or whatever. So it's like, it's so it's like, uh, it's supposed to make trolls flee in terror. But what if I'm a troll warrior, troll arms warrior? How does that work? Am I not scared? It's of so it? funny because the first time I saw an arms warrior, this X pack was a troll warrior and she was tearing it up with that weapon. Hmm. I don't know. I've, I mean, as a troll warrior, I've taken that into ZG and it's hilarious because, yeah, as you walk through, every single troll NPC runs in terror. For 10 minutes. 10 minutes! And it doesn't break. Like, you can DPS them, and they don't care. They just run in terror. You just go perform troll genocide. Oh my god. It is. And and they yell, like, oh god, the blood of my ancestors. I'm like, yeah, I'm a troll too. Oh, jeez. awkward. Well, that's what you get for picking on the dark spears, bitches. Hooja! Like, that's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah. I tried to because somebody said like yeah to like bring it into, into ZG. It's hilarious, and I did. And trust me, every NPC, even the bosses, run in fucking terror as soon as you get within twenty yards of them. See now the Fury secret uh, thing that happens is uh, a Valkyr will come down if like every so often when you die, and it essentially works kind of like the uh, like the Holy Priest thing where. Um, it keeps me alive for a certain amount of time, but if I don't kill the target within that amount of time, I die. But it's really frustrating in dungeons because we're trained. So if somebody important, like a major DPS player, or somebody goes down, the the uh, battle reses like boom like that, and I can't be battle resed, and the healer's wasting mana trying to throw heals at me, and I'm like, stop, no, I'm already dead. <laughs> like, don't do it. It's very confusing. It's very troublesome in in groups. Uh, it's okay, like out in the world. If like I get overwhelmed, I get like it's like a second chance to burst them down and come through. But in like dungeons, it's super annoying. Um, yeah. Yeah, I imagine especially when we do all these when we do guild groups. Like they say, like oh no, you went down. Like Rose was like, no no no, wait 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 wait. I was like, I have a second chance. Well, no. You see, that's one of those things where as time goes on and you play with a group, you'll learn other people's classes just by you know just by things like that and eventually they won't make that error yeah 
I mean, well, it's no way to tell other than if they see the Valkyrie come down. And we have two Fury Warriors, so it's like, all right, who's the Valkyrie on? So, I mean, I guess. And, and you know, the thing is, is they, again, with Warriors, like, Prot Warriors, like, no one has discovered. If there is a secret thing for Prot Warriors, no one has discovered it yet. Uh, there's a few NPCs in Stormheim that when you walk by them, they go like, holy shit, like, it's real. Like, the scale of Meltharian is real. But that's about it. Like, combat-wise, like, I have not seen an actual, like, hidden proc for it yet. Wait a minute. So does does the Ashbringer have some kind of hidden thing? Because I haven't heard anything about this. Oh, yeah. No. They, they oh, all no, have absolutely. some sort of hidden yeah. thing. Yeah. So, I don't know what yours is, though. But, uh... Yep. Yeah. Say, yeah, that, like it should be every time like you have a chance every time you kill a undead or a demon, it I think below twenty percent will insta kill them and turn them into a pile of ash. Yeah. I was wondering, I'm over here killing mobs and they kept like getting one shotted. I'm like, man, I needed to loot that. What the fuck is going on? That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, so it's also fucking you in the rectum. That's amazing. Oh geez, I'm so happy that it makes you sad. I am elated. But anyway, uh, next up we have some bit of a some sadder news. It's like, it's like uh, Dad's going to the grocery store and he's not coming back because Chris Medson's retiring, guys. Like, I don't know how to feel about this. BlizzCon's not going to be the same without Chris Medson coming out yelling like for the horde. Like, it's just going to be weird, guys. Like, yeah, that, that that dude is amazing, and just I, it 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 is strange that he's picking the 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 joke right now that he's he's quitting his job at Blizzard so he can actually play Legion because it's so fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, he did say like he he wants to step back and be able to be a fan, but his main reason is uh f- for his family because he's got he's got you know kids and whatever, and he wants to devote all his time to his family or whatever, and that's awesome and that's great. Like he he. I, w- I, I'm jealous or envious, I think is the proper word. Cause he's not taking something I have, uh, that he got to do something that he is so obviously incredibly passionate about and retire at such an early age to focus on just living life, you know? And, uh, it's, it, again, I'm completely envious that you know he got to do that for twenty however many years just just work work at something that you're so stupidly passionate about uh you know but good on him uh it does make me a little nervous that they're gonna do something crazy off the wall um story wise and uh blizzcon's gonna be super strange like i I just don't know how because he was uh or is he's not dead is a, a monumentally charismatic person and he know how to get get us all pu- like pumped for the next thing that's coming because Morheim gets out there and he does his little opening thing but you're not really you're not really pumped like it is not BlizzCon until he walks out on stage with Doomhammer and yells for the horde right like that's that's when the show is on and so I mean it's gonna be weird. We're going to miss him. Either of you guys have anything to say about the uh, Chris Metzen retiring? I mean, it's, no, it's, you know, it's, it's like kind it's of an strange. end of an age. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I guess that's all we really have to say about it. Uh, next up, Warcraft movie release on Blu-ray, and it comes with goodies. It comes with the Medivh Hero and Hearthstone. It comes with the Gul'dan Hero and Heroes of the Storm. And a digital copy of World of Warcraft... Um, and includes or 30 days of new time for new players. And so the whole thing, like I heard some people complaining about why would you give game time to new players? I'm like, no, it's it's a Warcraft license. So if it's a new Warcraft license, you get 30 days. It's part of the license, guys. So um, you're getting the, you know, uh, I guess the battle, whatever is in the current battle chest combination so that should be everything through either warlords, warlords. or mists so yeah warlords now because they used to keep two or three out but now it's everything with the newest expansion so you get all that in there anybody buying the warcraft blu-ray 
I'm, I'm not. No. Uh, I might, actually. I enjoyed the movie enough that I'd probably support it and buy the Blu-ray. Uh, I don't know if I'm not... Like, alright, so... This is way off topic, but I'm not a physical... Like, I have long given up, like, physical media. Now, I have some old games, like some retro games that I've, I've held on to. Um, specifically for my other show and just for like I think it's cool to have that stuff because that stuff's increasing in value but stuff like DVDs and all that stuff like I've kind of left all that like I don't have room for it I don't want it just take it away and uh, so the idea of me going to the store and buying a physical copy of anything is just no that sounds lame yeah I, I know that's that I have bought several movies in uh in digital format i actually just bought the uh i bought civil war off you know wow topic i bought civil war actually on a blu-ray which is the first blu-ray i've bought in a while uh but uh yeah i'd probably buy world of warcraft on blu-ray it's because usually when it comes out on here's the thing when it usually comes out on digital it's it's like straight up 1999 and then when it hits the stores on blu-ray like a week or two later, it's a little bit cheaper, and I don't need to like. Okay, you were talking about prices because I thought I thought you were seriously meant the year nineteen ninety nine. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? But never mind, we're good, we're moving on. Yeah, no, it's I mean, yeah, it's usually a little more expensive when you buy it digitally. Yeah, in my experience, like they there's no sale price. But when you go buy a Blu-ray in a store, they have to compete with their stores, and it'll be a little bit cheaper. And you, I mean, you get extra features, you get all that stuff. But they have to compete with the, you know, it's, it it takes another week. It takes probably about two weeks now before you can buy it physically as opposed to digitally. Yeah, I mean, I that's whatever. I mean, uh, again, I'm not. I I I'll pay the upcharge to not have to move a, yet another movie case the next time I rearrange or move. Like that's fine. I'll pay it. Goodbye. <laughs> like, that's all I gotta say. So I probably won't be getting these goodies, even though I think it's a good deal. Like, the the Hearthstone Hero, the Hero is a Storm Hero, and a new copy of World of Warcraft. Uh, I just uh, don't need another box around here. So, but that's that. Uh, biggest news in the past week is 7.1 has hit the PTR. So this is the Karazhan uh, Halls of Valor, no, Trial of Valor um, raid patch now we're obviously not going to cipher through all these notes as news comes off the ptr we'll of course discuss it there's lots of cool stuff um i did want to take this time and mention class balance because there was some confusion in guild with these notes and the whole demon hunter being op thing they uh a lot of people are assuming they're not going to change anything because they haven't yet and essentially what they have said is first off, all the changes you see on the PTR aren't actual balance changes. They're corrections to tooltips for changes that have already taken place or were are already live or were part of live with incorrect tooltips. They're just tooltip adjustments. There's no actual class balance in the PTR notes if you go read them. Now, they are taking a different approach to, or they claim they want to, to class balance in this expansion. Instead of 12 hot fixes between content patches um, to adjust class balance, you know, to uh, down something back, pick something up, just keep this back and forth, back and forth. They want to do class balance in batches, alright? So, it will likely come with patches or all at once. So, you won't see this ability get down by 10%, only to see it go back up by 5% two weeks later and another hot fixed. Not going to happen that way. They're, they want to get more data, especially they want to get data from the raid. So I wouldn't look for any class balance until after all the Wings of LFR have opened, um, people are doing stuff in Mythic, um, Heroic's been cleared, all that stuff. Like, I wouldn't look for any class changes until that happens. But any, did either of you guys look through the 7.1 PTR notes? No. No, because you're worthless. Yeah, no, I, I, I looked through some of them, yeah. But there's, there was a lot of, yeah, a lot of just tooltip changes and stuff like that. It wasn't honestly that interesting. I know the data the data miners find a bunch of stuff, but that's a completely different side of it. Yeah, there's new pets and new writing, Alicia's achievement and all that jazz. But, you know, there's nothing 
too incredibly um, that stands out to me in that yet, but it is there, so you can hop over to the PTR and play around with some of that stuff. Uh, and then lastly, uh, I don't know if anybody has this window open, but the BlizzCon goodies were revealed. I think I got it here. Uh, so you, for World of Warcraft, you get Legionnaire Murky and Night Captain Murky. So it's essentially like a Horde and Alliance versions of Murky. Um, and Overwatch, you get a BlizzCon skin for Bastion. And Diablo, you get a pet. Hearthstone, you get a card back, of course. Here's the Storm, you get a t Nexus Tiger Mount. And uh, StarCraft II says mystery goodies. I wonder if we're going to be talking some... Uh, it probably has to do with a StarCraft announcement, if I already guess, based on that. Um, so buy yeah, your virtual ticket. Is coming up, so they have, they have to have something to talk about, which is kind of weird. Yep, and probably something to talk about in Diablo, but, you know, we don't really play those games so yeah, um there's a there's a bunch of Di diablo is actually 20 years old and there is a bunch of diablo stuff that they have found on 7.1 nice yeah no i did i do remember that there is a bunch of diablo anniversary stuff going on for 7.1 in world of warcraft now okay all right so um anybody else have any news that they found interesting since last week it hasn't been a super heavy news week but there has been stuff Anybody? Nothing in particular. All right, basically what no, I got. Not, not really. They have not. Uh, it's been this, except for the yeah, the, some of the stuff they had in some point one. It's been pretty light. Yep. All right. Well, that's it for news. Next up, we'll move on to shit you need to know. Sit down. Shut up. Time for shit you need to know. All right. Uh, shit you need to know is brought to you by Spaceballs The Guild. Hornside Trailing US is now recruiting for the heroic raid team. Message Agassi or ban you in-game for more information. Both those names will be in the show notes below. Become an asshole today. Alright. So, like last time I made Tim do the news, this time I made Vanu or Marcus set up a raid encounter for us. What raid encounter are we discussing today, Marcus? Uh, we are discussing Elareth Renferno. I'm going to call her Elren because her name is stupid. That's fine. She's a big Emerald Nightmare spider creature, right? Yep, she's a druid of sorts. Okay, now explain the uh, the boss order in uh, Emerald Nightmare for everybody. So Emerald Nightmare, um, from what I understand, there's several portals when you get in there. Um, and you can choose from uh, from one of the first four bosses... Now, the boss we discussed last week, um, help me out on the name here. Nathendra? Yes, that is highly recommended to go first, as the gear requirement is extremely low, as well as the mechanics. Okay. Um, after that, you can kind of pick and choose what you want. We chose a uh, little Elren over here, um, because it seems to be a logical uh, choice. All right. Tell us what we need to know about Elren. Well, this is a two-phase encounter. Uh, during which the boss switches between her two forms, the spider and the rock. Okay. Uh, the fight also takes place on up to three separate platforms that happen to be connected by webs. All right. Um, it's not... Wait, go ahead. No, I was just I was telling you continue. Uh, it's not really um, very clear um, when she will switch her forms, but it's around 45 seconds into the fight. Um, she'll make the first switch, and then closer to two minutes for the second one. And it'll kind of maintain that uh, that pattern uh, throughout. Uh, but she'll always go spider, rock. Uh, during the rock phase, she will change platforms and then back to spider. Okay. So essentially it's like a platform phase, then like a flying phase, then like a platform phase? Yes. Okay. Uh, in order to be, uh, you know, to defeat this encounter, um, you need to make sure that uh, you're managing the ads um, as well as stacking when you need to be stacked. Oh man, this is already starting to sound like what's that Firelands fire? <laughs> what's that fire Firelands spider? Uh, Bethalac? Oh yeah, Beth was awful. Yeah. Oh god. All right, but continue. Um, so for positioning in this fight uh, on any of the three platforms that you start on, uh, there is a natural wall. Um, the tank should position the boss very close to that wall. 
this gives your raid um, the, mo uh, the most room uh, to deal with the, the mechanics in the fight. Okay. Uh, most importantly, um, uh, being stacked up against the wall negates the pushback from uh, the gathering clouds, which is one of the largest damaging uh, things the boss can do to you during the rock phase. Um, each platform has this uh, little cubby um, on that wall, and the raid should uh, aim for that in order to not be pushed back. So you can actually, uh, you know, do your spells and stuff. And also um, AoE heal for the healers. Um, also, um, being stacked up against this wall, uh, it lets people pick up the shimmering feathers that she drops. Oh, so it's and Betelak meets, uh, what's the flying one? Elisrazor. Elisrazor, yeah. Oh, so this is yeah. Fireland's worst hits. Great. All mashed up. Great. That's for you today. I'm, I'm so excited, guys. All right, continue. So, you know, your positioning is basically up against the wall. This helps out with the mechanics. Just just get next to the wall tanks, please. Help your raid. Um, important notes uh, for these phases, the rock phase. The boss has a frontal cone AoE, so anybody who is not a tank should never be in front of the boss when it's a rock because you will get cleaved and you'll probably die. Also, um, for raid members, during the gathering clouds in the rock phase... If you got the Necrotic Venom, you don't want to stack with the raid because you'll pulse AoE damage to everybody and probably kill them. In the rock phase, when she's dropping her feathers, um, make sure that uh, tanks and healers get these first. Um, they need to get to the platform relatively quicker than other people because they need to pick up the boss. Also, if you have the feathers, when you are crossing to the other platform, make sure that you step on the spiderlings. You can instant kill them if you have the feather, and this will help the rest of your raid immensely in not having to fight them as they run across. Uh, the other ability during rock phase is the twisting shadow. This uh, creates like a tornado on you, so you'll need to move that out of the raid. Very important to know, the twisting shadow has a 10 second duration. During this 10 second duration, you can remove... Um, the venom pools that are created by the other ability, Necrotic Venom. So this will help you to clear up some space for your raid to fight in. Okay, then does that come down during the spider phase? The Necrotic Venom? Um, Necrotic Venom comes from the boss during the spider phase, yeah. Okay. So that'll kind of linger around. Uh, the pools will linger throughout the fight unless you, uh, you move them out. Got it. So important things for spider phase... Um, Feeding time is the ability that the boss uses to uh, summon the little spider adds. Um, they debuff their current tank target, or any target really, um, it should be tanks, with dripping fangs. That's okay. a stacking debuff. Now, um, you need to make sure that those adds are getting AoE down quickly. Okay. And like I said, the boss will also be putting necrotic venom on people that will cause uh, AoE damage to the raid and uh, the venomous pools. Additionally, um, the boss will also begin casting Vile Ambush. Now this ability will target uh, one member of the raid and place a large mark on the ground where they were standing. If uh, The raid has to get away from this mark. Um, anybody that is hit when she lands will take 3.5 million physical damage. And that's going to kill most tanks, if not everybody in the raid. So move from the Vile Ambush. The last mechanic she has in this spider phase is the Web of Pain. This links two random raid members together. If you do not remain within 20 yards of each other, you'll begin to reflect any damage you take to your partner, and uh, the further you go, the more damage you're reflecting. So, uh, for tanks, make sure that... Um... Oops, lost free stuff here, sorry. Alright, uh, I think I got it. Tanks during uh, during spider form take turns tanking the spiderlings in order to manage the stacks of dripping fangs because they cause uh, five thousand damage a stack. So ten stacks is five fifty thousand damage taken per second. Uh, switch at ten, I guess is what we're saying here. Um, don't go any higher than ten or whatever is manageable. I don't. Uh, do you know how long the debuff lasts? Do you have that information in front of you? No. All right. So you don't want it to go over the net. You don't want it to go over ten. Your group will find a manageable stack to switch at. Uh, during rock form, taunt the boss immediately after raking talons. So, boss get raking talons, or the other one just swap on raking talons. Healers, uh, make sure you pay attention to those connected by the web and use cooldowns during the gathering clouds phases because there's a large burst of a uh, 
raid damage. DPS. Stay away from the raid when you have Necronic Venom and drop pools you know, out in the visible space. This is another drop the shit over there. Don't drop it at my feet. Don't light the burning turret on my front porch because it will come to your house and murder your puppy. Also, um, keep twisting shadows away from the raid and utilize that 10 second duration to clear up some of those venom, pool, venom pools. Yes, DPS, you are in charge of clearing shit from the ground. So, pay attention. And of course, kill the goddamn ads, you sorry sacks of shit. All right, I need a drop for that. Like, kill the ads. All right, killing ads, very important. Uh, so that is the fight. So essentially, what is you know, like you said, you got your two phases: bird phase, spider phase. Spider phase, you're on the thing. You want to take necronic venom out of the raid, drop the poop. All right, watch for vile ambush, spread away, um, kill the spiderlings. Web of pain stacked together. During the bird phase, you're getting pushed around and doing all kinds of shit. Just be careful, lots of damage there. Uh, this also, just like the last fight we covered, is a pretty simple fight. I think it's completely doable by most groups, so just pay attention and kill ads. Uh, you have anything else to add on this, Marcus? No, just pay attention to what you're doing um, for each specific role. You know, you want to make sure you're doing the right thing and you'll be very successful. All right. What about you, Tim? Do you have anything to any questions or anything that seems confusing about that fight? No, not really. Most of these fights so far have seem uh, they're pretty basic. Uh, like you said, it, it does seem like a throwback to that Firelands boss. Like the both of them between like the the feathers to move faster, except you're not flying. Yeah, the uh, yeah, I can't remember her name. Yeah, it was Bethlehem is and, the spider boss, and then a list resort. Uh, there you go. Yeah, where you have to fly. Yep. Uh, so that's that's it, guys. That's everything you need to know for shit you need to know. This week, we have an email, guys. Yay, email. Woo. I don't have a name for the email segment yet, so no drop, no sponsor. If I come up with something, you'll get it later. All right. Says, hey, guys. Just finished listening to your two latest episodes, and since there's no Facebook or Twitter, figured I'd write an email. Love the show. You guys keep it informative, but also fun. A returning player, haven't been on WoW since early MOP, so it's nice to have a podcast that focuses on PvE and a, has a section explaining encounters. I do have a question, though. I found Demon Hunters to be very fun, but I also like to have an alt class to mix it up. I was thinking about Survival Hunter, as I am intrigued by the Melee Hunter. Does anyone have any insight in this class? Anyway, keep up the great work. Looking forward to the next episode. He also has a PS question we'll answer in a second. So, uh, first, thanks for sending in your email. Uh, secondly, I did not have time to log into my Hunter role survivor because I wanted to kind of role survival and play it because I am kind of interested in it as well. Um, I did not have time to do that. But I did do some research on it. I asked around the guild. None of our Hunters um, are remotely interested in it. But essentially, it's, it's all about managing... Uh, your stacks of mongoose bite, I think it is. Uh, it kind of plays like an older DPS warrior with like multiple stacks of raging blow. Plus, you're you're increasing the like a debuff on damage taken for the other guy. But generally, what I found that is most disappointing is it has next to no AOE. Okay. And that's the main reason no one's playing survival as a hunter because it has a uh, high single target damage potential. Um, not that we're seeing any of that in logs or anything yet because the rating's not open, but uh, the AOE potential is so lacking. Like you have next to nothing for AOE that nobody's playing it. Everyone's playing Marks or Beastmaster, um, and more so Marks than Beastmaster. Uh, so. The, the I think the artifact that gets really cool the uh, Eagle Talon uh, which is uh, what was that Holm High Mountain you do a ton of quests about him in High Mountain and his weapon you get that as Survival Hunter so it's really cool um, the flavor still feels right to me you know I played Survival Hunter for a while um, for a long time like really early in my career and then um, Survival Hunter during like Old Dwar and ICC for a little while. Uh, not melee, of course, because they weren't. This is new. 
Uh, but it, it, it's interesting, but unfortunately right now, just the performance potential is pretty low. So it's not that I can recommend it. But, like we said on this, I know we've said on this show before, and I'll say every day of my life, if you find something that you find fun to play, you can make that perform where you need it for most groups. Unless you're mythic, you know, rating mythics, then find something that you find fun to play and play the hell out of it. Play the ever-living shit out of it. Make it your bitch. And if you can't find a... Like, if your group's not allowing you to do that, that's the wrong group. Find you another group. Uh, anybody have anything to add about the uh, Survival Hunter question? I don't know a whole lot about them. I know that, like you said, they're they're not the greatest AoEers. And that's a concern being that every single raid has like 40 trash packs that are right next to each other. Yeah. Every dungeon, I'm sorry. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Yeah, I, I, I messed around with it just for uh, laughs. I wanted to see what it was like on uh, beta when I had beta access. And it was fun, and I know I've said it. It seemed like very old-school uh, warrior, actually, like almost arms. But uh, I would agree it has very – the AoE on it is very low, and, you know, everybody's looking for AoE damage. There's so many – uh, it's it, just on trash, you know. Everybody wants to know like big AOE numbers on trash, and any bosses that have ads, you want to see big AOE numbers, and you know people just don't care. Like it's like, yeah, it's great. I can do like single target DPS, but I want to see those huge AOE numbers, and they just don't seem to have that. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because it's is I really considered when they said that they were going to make survival um, a melee spec way back you know, i was like maybe i'm going to main survival hunter for uh for legion but as it got closer i just i wasn't very interested in it like it didn't feel like it was moving forward to any uh an interesting place um especially since they were picking up on some mechanics i was getting ready to lose it's like uh you know i look forward to things getting refreshed not to switching to something new to basically do the same thing so uh no i I would recommend trying it. The way artifacts work these days, yeah, you kind of can get a little punished by switching specs and artifacts back around. But if you're interested in it, try it. It's not the end of the world. To, I mean, you know, and leveling's so easy these days. So if you don't have a level 100 hunter already, the, or one, you know, then I would just level one. It goes so fast. You'll know by level 50 or 60 if you like how it's playing because you'll have most of your abilities. Um, and this was from Echo from the Vashjina server. He has a PS, or she, don't know. Uh, do you, do any of you guys know a good horde raiding server? Looking to get into weekend progression raiding guild and my server is dead. Um, unfortunately, you know, uh, we don't. Because uh, our server's kind of low pop, and I think most of us play on low pop servers because that's the, the way we like it. It does make the recruitment pool kind of tight. But as far as things I can recommend to find a guild outside of your current server, the WoW forums are always great because there's always tons of postings there. I can also recommend Reddit. In both those places, you can find sort of like a free agents kind of scenario where you can tell them who you are, what class you play, and what you're interested in doing as well as your times. And you can be approached by teams or you can approach other teams based on their schedules they have posted. And one of the major things that has happened since MOP is really um, you can cross-realm raid. Um, and now I haven't heard anything saying that they weren't opening that right up right away with this raid because they did with Hellfire. So I'm going to assume that these raids are at least for um, normal and heroic uh, cross-realm compatible. Have you guys seen anything to the contrary? I have not. No, you should be able to. Yeah, we should be able to plug people on on normal and heroic right away. So cross server. Yep. So you find somebody that their team sounds something that you've been interested in. Ask them if you can join in cross realm for a trial rate. Now this is progression time, so that might be a little bit more difficult of an ask. But if they are recruiting, they're more than likely going to let you come along, especially with flex sizes, because flex sizes are the bee's knees now that uh i want to put a pin in flex sizes and what they've done to to guilds and server communities in a second but uh 
yeah, so I would do that. I would I would look around. I would get a good feel. You can always look up um, realm statistics online and see what the populations look like, what percentage of horde, what percentage of alliance based on armory stats. Um, there's a few of those websites still out there. But yeah, just find you a team on the forums or on Reddit, and then cross realm in. Give them a try. See if you get along with them. You know, get on their mumble or the chat or their te- uh, event or their team speak or whatever they have. And see if the chemistry's right. And if their schedule matches yours, then you have all that option you can do before you even consider spending money on a transfer. So, uh, you know, that's that's kind of my best advice for you. You scour Reddit and the forums. Uh, most of them have, you know, places where you can post who you are, what you're looking for, if you want to do it that way. Or, you know, there's always guilds posting recruitments everywhere. There's, there's never a shortage of people looking for people. So, um... You know, just uh, you can narrow it down by server first and then go check those server forums or vice versa. It's really up to you. There's a ton of options open to you that weren't necessary, that didn't used to be there, um, especially with the the cross-rom rating and flex sizes. That brings me to flex sizes, and this is something I just thought about and I want to ask you guys about. I personally think that flex sizes are great. But I also kind of worry that they've had a negative impact on guild communities. Because it used to be, well, I don't want to say negative. It's really, it's I've, I've, it's hard. It is a very complicated thing, I think. Because now, it used to be, you were 10 or 25. You had your 10 people, you had your 25 people. And let's say you were a small guild, um you had your core group of 10, right? So you had 10 people that were always doing their thing, always raiding together. Now, it did make things harder if one person couldn't make it or you lost a guy. But now with flex raiding, it feels like most raid teams are comprised of like a core 5 instead of a core 10. And then the other people kind of like this loose amalgam of can make it, sometimes can't make it, Right? So they end up behind progression-wise, gear-wise, and even sometimes skill-wise. So you end up with this this core pulling this just cloud of ephemeral, uh, like, attendance behind it. And, you know, um, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Because I mean, it does make it nice when uh, somebody can't show up or people can't make it. Because lives happen. And you you end up with this nice pull of people to pull in. Or if there's extra people on, you can always bring them. I just worry. I don't necessarily worry. I think that's the wrong word. Like, I'm having a hard time coming up with the words here. But I think it does have a fundamental effect on, uh, like, a a rating community. Whereas a 10-man group used to be, like, a tight-knit 10. Now it's more like a tight-knit 6 with six to eight other people kind of attached off to the sides. And then the pressure also isn't there for a lot of people where, you know, somebody might used to have shown up every raid night, but now they don't feel the necessary because if they don't show up, there's always people there to fill their spots. Uh, how do you guys feel about that? I don't, this is a very sort of esoteric question, I think, very meta. Uh, Tim, how do you feel about how what flex raids have done to, to guild groups? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of truth to that because, yeah, like, uh, you know, people don't feel the pressure of like, oh, shit, I got to show up. I have to show up or like I'm going to r- lose my raid spot or I'm going to screw everybody over. Like they know that, you know, it's flexible. You can uh, you can find another DPS or whatever and you'll be fine. And uh, I don't know. It, it is part of a problem. Like I, I, I really like having, a, you know, at least 10 people who are a solid group at any time. And uh, it feels like it's less and less of that for anything below Mythic, because Mythic, you obviously have to have a set amount of people. But mm-hmm. uh, for, yeah, for normal and heroic, uh, yeah, like, it, it's just it's like, yeah, like, I can't make, you know, make it this time or whatever. And it's, people feel less guilty, I guess you would say. 
And it also feels like it has drawn more people to the servers with these mythic teams. Because it used to be, if there were servers with heroic rating teams, you were either in the heroic rating team or you weren't, so it didn't really matter. But now, since flex rating is a thing, I'm going to come back to you, Marcus, just give me a second. Uh, if mythic rating is a thing, that's a fixed size. But those guys always pull through heroic, farm heroic, in addition to the mythic. But they can take up to 30 people to that heroic. So now there's all these other people that are in and around these mythic teams that might not necessarily have the skill level to make it to the full mythic team, but they can be a fill-in or a standby that get these in these heroic runs with these mythic level raiders. They're not going to wipe. So it, it pulls more pull, uh, pull to have people, you know, in those guilds with those mythic level raiders than it would have used to. Marcus, how do you feel about um, flex size and what that's done to guild communities? I mean, it's, you know, it's like a double-edged sword. Um, it helps immensely because, you know, you're going to have times where people can't show up and, you know, you're going to be able to, to, to pull different people in and, and you can fit more, more or less people as you need to. And that's awesome. You know, that helps a lot. But on the other edge, you know, like you guys said, it, it creates a, a, I guess you could say like a complacency and people are not as, um, you know, they're not going to show up all the time because, hey, you know, somebody else can fill in. It's not like I'm going to lose my spot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And those people end up behind, because they could have been there, you know, if they've missed five nights over a seventh-month rating period, that's five nights of gear they potentially missed, putting them behind the curve uh, gear-wise and practice-wise on some of these fights. So I don't I don't know. It, like, it's, it's an interesting thing to continually think about. Overall, though, if I were just to say, I say flex rating is a good thing. I'm glad it's around. It enables you to recruit more than your raid team size. Because, like, there was always that weird middle ground, right? So if you had a 10-man raid team, there was always that middle ground where you ended up with, like, 15, 16 regular players. And you're like, oh, do we go to 25? Like, do we try and, like, push up to 25? Or do we stay at 10 and have some some backups? Do we start a second team, a second 10-man team? Because we can't exactly get 25 players. Like So it alleviates that problem. But also think about this. Those other four or five players that were in that 15 weird spot for those groups that couldn't recruit up to 25 or didn't want to recruit up to 25, they would often go find another team. And they would find that team that has seven to eight players that are coming back or lost a couple that are looking to fill in and make that 10-man team again. Now there's no inclination for those four or five players to move. So then what happens to your guilds that are at seven, eight core members that have really good active seven, eight people but can't quite meet that 10-man? It's now harder to recruit over those three or four from the from a group that's killing bosses um, that are getting tagged in as these extra DPS and flex size, where um, before they would have been more encouraged to fill in a team that's not quite full. How do you guys feel about that? Marcus, I'll you first. Well, um, you know, there's like you know, like we've been saying, there's positives to the the whole flex system and negatives, and and I can definitely see where um, you know those people that are kind of floating out there, you know, they're doing the minimum just to get by. Um, you know, they're just going to, you know, they're going to sit there. They're going to stay in their team because why not? Nobody else is going to fill them otherwise. And they don't really need to, uh, they don't have a need to uh, to find another group because they're not being invited. Yep. What about you, Tim, as an old old school Raider? I'm sure you've seen that awkward 14-15 um, player guild. Uh, how do you feel that Flex has really sort of en- encouraged those players to stay where they're at instead of seeking out a group that could use the those damn the those DPS or heals. Yeah, I don't know. As uh, as someone who's been playing since vanilla, like obviously, like back in the day, like you needed a bench, like you needed more players than you needed than whatever raid size it was at the time. Uh, you needed more players because you just need backups just in case. Because pugging back in the day wasn't what it is now. 
and uh, it's just not like that anymore. Um, so yeah, I just it just I feel like there's less pressure. That that's the whole thing. There's less pressure to oh god, I need to show up. I need to make damn sure I show up for this raid. Uh, it's just that's not there anymore, which is kind of a problem, I guess, because yeah, like I want people to feel pressure that you know it's like you know come on show up for two nights a week. It's sort of catering yeah. to the casuals. Well, I wouldn't go that far. I don't want to say that anything's catering to casuals because the 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 population that plays WoW has gotten older with the game, and most of us, the population of WoW players, have less time to play these days. And I think that's perfectly reasonable adjustments to make, and I think it's all fine, and I think it's all beneficial to the health of the game. It's just an interesting uh, social experiment, if you will, where these fringe players end up. And, uh, you know, it's just an interesting discussion. So, Echo, thank you very much for your email. I'm sorry if we weren't that we weren't able to answer that Survival Hunter question and if we didn't answer your uh, Horde rating server question well enough for you. Um, most of us have kind of stayed in the same place for long periods of time. So uh, I think out of out of us, you know, it's probably between me or Tim on who's moved more. Banyu really hasn't gone anywhere so but uh i've had a few server changes and i've always just um scoured forums or whatever the social media um outlet of that was at the time until i you know found a match and moved i have made one or two blind moves to high pop servers and seen how that went you know i've done the the whole large guild thing like the multiple guilds in one you know those are always good options if you can get into one of those large guilds, because there's always groups forming and that kind of stuff. There's a ton of people around for that. So it's just, you know, I hate for you to send me an email and meet my answer to you. Be do, do some research, but it's your time. It's your money. Um, I don't want to advise you, and then you feel poorly about the decision you made based on information I gave you in that regard. So Yeah, um, I've, moved, I've, I've moved three times now over the course ooh. of, my God, what is it, 12 years, 13 years? I don't even know. That's it, about it 10. Right. It makes me sad to even think about it. But yeah, I started off on Earth and Ring, which mm. was an RP server. Uh, were you, did you uh, do the whole AI thing? Because that server was ridiculously uh, alliance heavy. I moved to Area 52, which I think most people realize is basically the New York City of Horde. That, you know, it's just ridiculously heavy Horde. Uh, but then I, I took a free server transfer to our current server, Turalon, that uh, I felt like was a good choice. Turalon. Like, you just heard it in the voiceover in a quest, man. Come on, get your shit together. I wasn't paying attention. Come on. But, yeah, it, it's just like, yeah, it, it, Area 52 is great, like, for a time. I always say it's like living in a giant metropolis like New York or something like that, but you get sick of it real fast. Oh man, then yeah. I I have I have moved more than you. If that is the no, only number of times you have moved, I have, I have moved nope, more than you. No, that's it. That is, that is it. Actually, no. I think, I do think I was temporarily on another server that a real life buddy of mine talked me into moving to for a little while. But then yeah, I moved off of that too. Agrimar, uh, Blood Scalp, Norganon, uh, Airy Peak, uh, Mataran. And Turalyon. I don't think that's right, or I think it was Mataran before Airy Peak. But I've I've played on a lot of servers, both Horde and Alliance, uh, a lot of raiding guilds. Um, this is probably right now the second longest team I've been on. I've been on a lot of short-term teams because, uh, you know, I can easily offend people. It happens. I say things. That's uh, a topic for another day. That is. I, I will say this is this is the longest-term team I've been on. Uh, so for sure if you talk about expansion wise like we're now in my we're now in the third expansion i've been together with you guys so yeah that by far is the longest time i've been together with a group of i people. mean this guild is the second raiding guild i joined and i'm still here all right well um again we keep veering off from the thing thank you so much echo for your email people can send those to podcast at the rpg show 
put raid chat in the subject line that's for now i have to i have a whole slight revamp coming and i'll have a note the show will have its own email address um about the same time i set up a facebook and twitter for this the show i'm just uh trying to gear up to go on vacation from work i've got a baby in the house uh you know other podcasts i do new expansions out game reviews to get in a little busy but I'll get there. So just for now, podcast at therpgshow.com. Just put Raid Chat in the title. All right. Before I pull us up into this beautiful outro, we do have some reviews from iTunes. Three of them, in fact. First one is five stars. says, awesome. On September 13, 2006, it says, you guys are epic. Thank you very much for that one. Next one says, adult podcast for adult players. Five stars. September 13th. Even though it's still early, I think the show is going to make a great addition to the WoW podcast spectrum. Their no-nonsense approach to news and tips is a refreshing take on the WoW podcasting standard. Thank you so much for that review. And then the final one here is Real WoW Players 5 Stars on September 15th. For some reason, other big-name WoW podcasts often end up feeling like the hosts don't actually play the game. This is certainly not the case here. These hosts are a great example of the average WoW player base. With that, uh, they bring an excellent offering and news and tips that I love. Thank you very much. It's a very kind review. Uh, everyone else can leave those on iTunes as well. Each one counts, and we love you for it. I'm going to say that again here in the beautiful, beautiful ska music. Pulling that up right now. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Raid Chat. You can visit our hub on the web at therpgshow.com. There we have links to all kinds of good stuff, other shows, forums, blah, 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 blah. Send us the emails to podcast at therpgshow.com. Put Ray Chat in the subject line. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Answer them right here on the show. You can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts, and we love you for it in a dirty, dirty way. And until next time, say goodbye, everybody. See you then. Bokaragar. Wow, I was really off this time. Yeah. You suck. Not bad. Not even, not even close. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> there it is. Oh, shit. <laughs>